IVM TFG Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Geek Fruit with fellow and television geek Tejas Jishnu and Dinkar as they discuss the world of science fiction and nerd culture. You're listening to TFG Football. Well, well, well. On 28th October, around 8 p.m., luck told itself. Luck itself. I mean, told Spain, the Spanish team, that you know what, guys, today I'm not going to be favoring your side. Like, I won't be with you. Let's see what you do without me. And then Spain was outclassed. by english though they had a two goal advantage they were in the lead and many thought that you know england have no chance including me but hey the english proved us wrong and they showed us why were they why they were the dominant side throughout the tournament hello guys this is the tfg in football podcast and i had to start with their luck factor because we always said i have kevin joining me in the studio and chiranjit as always joining us via phone call We always said, like through the tournament, I believed Spain had that luck factor with them, and that's what drove them till the finale. But things changed. There was a good game in hand, and England showed, definitely showed, why they were a great side, right? Chiranjit, we start with you today because you were there. Yeah. Before you share your thoughts about the match, and uh, before you start on talking, we'll uh, come to it very quick. Two news updates. Let me just uh, stress on that. One, Chennai FC uh, will play Azol uh, in a friendly game, which will happen on sixth November in Chennai. And on the other side, we have the Indian under nineteen side that took on Qatar, uh, and we lost one nil. I think it's a fair result a lot of things happened probably a red card and all of that to the region stuff uh we'll bring you more updates on all these friendly games and once they gear off for the big tournament like coming back to the big finale that took place that in india uh england played spain on saturday chiranjit before you talk about your uh, match experience share us share something with us about the atmosphere how was it how was calcutta uh, well, east bengal fans told the show right <laughs> it was uh, there were literally thousands of uh, you know i think the east bengal and mohan bagan uh, fan clubs decided like we're going to show up in our club colors and uh, majority of the uh, entire uh, stadium was uh, just filled with red and yellow which was convenient for spain because it it matched with their colors hmm. you know uh, and uh, there were a lot of mohan bagan fans too zero atk shirt by the way not a single red <laughs> i see uh, and uh, so the the whole uh, thing uh, you know it it looked like it looked like a derby but for a, for the first time nobody was segregated nobody was fighting in fact like east bengal and mohan bagan fans were sitting next to each other with their own flags and they were just basically both sometimes they both supported the same team and sometimes not but there was no animosity uh, in this case so uh, i was sitting uh, in the uh, in the press box uh, and for some reason i was surrounded by journalists who were all east bengal supporters uh, which which obviously you know makes the experience worthwhile uh, and uh, we were joking around like uh, even before the match started uh, one of the one of the journalists was wearing uh, a spain jersey you know and i was, and of course he's also an east bengal fan they started joking with him like Yeah, yeah, you can win if you get a penalty. And all the, all the teams that have red and yellow, they they only get through when they get lucky and uh, have a penalty and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, a majority of the Eastern Conference were also backing Spain. Actually, the entire stadium was uh, mostly 
backing Spain earlier in the game, but they appreciated England's comeback. But it seemed like that. You know, the, uh, I agree with that comment that uh, the moment the luck was no longer on their side, Spain just faded, and uh, that just shows how England, uh, you know, just just led that fight. It it was. Uh, I think they surprised everybody. Nobody really expected them to turn up with this fervor. Uh, and all the complaints that I had about uh, England's game against Brazil, they were just washed away because in this game they showed action from the very get-go. Like ten seconds in, they were creating chances. Yeah. And when they went down, they did not lose heart and fought back. Like two nil down to five two up is is has to be one of the most remarkable final uh, clashes ever in the history of all World Cup age groups and everything. It, it, it has to be one of the most memorable World Cup triumphs of all time. Mm, absolutely. Now, Kevin, we mentioned uh, when you were talking, when we were previewing to this game, we said that uh, we would not see uh, on the go. Like, you know, we won't see a full-on attack. But uh, England, like, totally surprised all of us with that first few minutes, seconds itself, England was on the go and they would have almost scored. Yeah, right in the opening minutes, uh, they had a chance where uh, they could have just... Uh, Got that early goal, but then uh, again, uh, you know, the, the finishing was you know not at, at the highest quality there. Uh, but uh, you know, when, when Spain got those two goals, it, it sounded like more uh, the final is over. You know, so early in in final, when you when you concede two goals, you know, it, it's more than obvious that uh, you know you're you're shattered. You know, mentally, you want to just try to understand what just hit you. But uh, you know, all all. Great work done by 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 uh, all the conditioning uh, methods of uh, English support staff there because they kept the calm. They knew you know they could do do it and uh, and slowly they crawled uh, the way up there. Most fantastic was the wing play of mm, English. You yeah. know all, all the goals that came in. It was more from uh, the wings providing yeah. the, the absolute you know quality crosses and all the, all it required is just to tap in. And England never made a mistake in that. Mm. Again, uh, with with Spain, you know, the, they were trying to be more in the transition from uh, the attack back to the defense, and uh, the speed of uh, the England wingers is what hit them. Hmm. You know, that that's when you see both the wing backs, uh, uh, wingers from both wings, you know, getting there so much space behind the full backs of Spain and putting in those crosses and inviting somebody to just come and tap in. Yeah, absolutely. And also, how important was that one goal that they scored just before halftime, the English team, right? I mean, I'm sure it it really uh, pumped them up. And Sanjeev, you know, imagine what what would have been the halftime talk like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're going to hear from the English coach, uh, Steve Cooper, who uh, addresses this. But uh, just to paraphrase, he said that the goal came at the right moment, the first goal, and it, it put England on the right frame of mind because you go in with a particular uh, attacking plan and that was to attack from the minute one, which was to surprise Spain and get an early goal. And that initially backfires and you go a goal down and uh, then you concede again. So you start doubting that game plan. Uh, and all of that could have happened, all of that could have bogged England uh, down mentally had they not got that goal back, like had they gone into the halftime 2-0, they would have doubted their own game plan. But because they got that goal, they realized that this works. We can pull this off. Hmm. You know, one goal deficit is not the end, end, uh, end of the world. And all of these 
these boys are uh, i think way more mentally developed than uh, a lot of other uh, players uh, that we have seen in the under 17 uh, world cup like just take the game between brazil and mali for example brazil got that stupid goal like uh, that game was disappointing in so many ways yeah. brazil got that individual mistake goalkeeper wala goal uh, tragic goal i would say and uh, then like it's not like they played the, uh, their best game but mali just got bogged down you know we have seen teams break mentally so often which happens at this age level even spain uh, suffered that when england were making the comeback hmm. but england going to nil down did not doubt themselves uh, i think part of it is due to their professionalism their training and part of it is due to the fact that their first goal came at the very right time hmm. right absolutely also like we we also spoke about just like sanjeev mentioned about brazil mali game we said that you know when we were previewing this we said like brazil mali would be much more at least we were expecting that to be much more cracker of a game but now we i think it was <laughs> it was good that they did not play the final if that was what we were waiting to watch obviously you know it's a different game and the third place is uh, something that nobody wants to play everybody wants to to be in the final and when you don't get that it's more like okay it's a consolation no even if you finish in the fourth place it's not going to make a difference to us so that was in, in the minds uh, so it showed on the field as well but uh, just talking little bit about that game uh, yes that uh, that that howler from the goalkeeper no he just wanted to just uh, bury himself over there you know that bad and uh, Brazil the way they played you know the the the, co- the coach the coach's reaction said it all it's just stupid how how the passes were going you know one player is not looking at the other and the passes are still being put as if you know this is more like a practice game so it, it never looked like uh, Brazil could have you know mm. was deserving to win, win mm. that game anyway but uh, Mali you know we're talking about uh, how how in the head they were uh, conceding that goal it, it showed on the field it showed on their faces showed on their you know bodies uh, the way all all efforts to 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 get the ball till the final third and then you hit it on the goalkeeper <laughs> you know that, yeah. that, that, and it was it was it was yeah. more like goalkeeping practice for him and not even you know making him sweat all the balls that he had shared yeah. was just right on his hand and that that was you know that is was boosting uh, the the confidence of the keeper because he all he had to do is just stay there and just you know just stick out that hand hmm. i i think he just died once or twice in the entire game and just look at the shots on target uh, that mali had 10 compared yeah. to brazil they scored two goals all they had is three on target <laughs> now that says it all yeah. now, uh, that first goal was too lucky for brazil and uh, mali was just devastated with that two goals that he conceded they just couldn't find that calmness in the head to go and finish it in the in front mm. of the goal yeah this the whole thing was that man i mean uh, after the after the match i i was a sort of a big flustered uh, by how brazil performed because mm. uh, i had high hopes from brazil, brazil from this tournament which which is basically saying i wanted them to win the tournament uh, the way they performed against germany peaked my uh, expectations but Uh, after the match uh, you know in the press con post match press conference uh, i i got a bit of ca- bit carried away i asked uh, the brazilian coach uh, manuel uh, what happened to the brazil that beat uh, germany you know why why carlos, did that brazil carlos amadeu amadeu yeah. carlos yeah carlos amadeu i was confusing him with the spain coach's name uh, so yeah so i asked him why didn't the brazil team that uh, beat germany not show up 
uh, in the in the subsequent games and he said look we know that you know uh, we we could not perform well but it's really hard to keep players motivated once they have lost the semi final mm. so he said he wanted to put on a display in front of the kolkata crowd that would represent how brazilian football is and despite winning the match he said we failed in what we wanted to do and we uh, we are sorry for that mm. and and that's what that that was the takeaway i think uh, from that game yeah i think uh, in the end coming back to the final match uh, we can see how clearly not just england winning the cup how like thoroughly they dominated the tournament two big awards the golden ball and golden boot going to their players right forden and brewster i mean crazy yeah. right uh, that just shows how uh, their capabilities and you never know you you're going to get future stars from this squad of england i mean india follows uh, very vividly the english premier league so i'm sure they're going to keep their eyes uh, and ears open for the you know, big names that are going to represent the big clubs but coming back to this fan inside me that was so excited to see sunil chetri walk with that trophy <laughs> like get out of walk with that trophy man a dream for everyone right doesn't matter what age group that trophy belongs to but just to see that sight of the national team captain the senior national team captain walking out with the trophy chiranjit did you have goosebumps all over you when you saw that oh man i was i don't know for some reason i was laughing my head off <laughs> okay because I, it was just it, after how india performed and uh, actually like uh, we I, i had just had a uh, an interaction with sol campbell who uh, reinforced some of the uh, ideas uh, uh, that i had over uh, you know how how much uh, how much difficult it's going to be for us to get there and uh, that those words were playing on my head and then suddenly i see sunil chetri walking out with the world cup trophy <laughs> and and the, the absurdity of it was just overwhelming i mean no disrespect to sunil chetri it's, it's a great moment for uh, you know uh, india football as the host that our captain gets to walk out with the trophy but man come on man belongs somebody else you know what you know what i remembered yeah. uh, in, in the 2014 world cup final the trophy was carried out by one of the airline air hostesses you know that was sponsoring the uh, the world cup and it it was it was literally carried out by an air hostess and here it's the indian national team captain i think i think they could have done without that you know if <laughs> if if it's if it's what, the air what, hostess you, you are, the senior world cup are you suggesting yeah? that they should have got the air hostess back <laughs> I mean, if, if in the senior World Cup final it's carried out by an air hostess, then what is the big deal about an Indian national team captain uh, carrying it in an under-17 World Cup? Um, it, it, I guess it, it makes good promotion for everybody. But come on, man! I mean, I want, I want to, I want to see us touch the cup, cup when we deserve to touch it. Okay, under-17 or whatever it is. But it, it, maybe I'm just being too negative, you know. Yeah, uh, ignore everything what I said. Yeah, it's just a moment, Sharanjit. It's okay. Ah, uh, now that brings us to taking a sm- short break. But on the other side, we have two gentlemen talking. Ah, uh, one is the England coach Cooper, and the other guy, Sharanjit, just mentioned Saul Campbell. Ah, uh, so you know what's coming up next. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon. What's the best new restaurant in town? Which bar sucked? What's the worst new Hindi film? What's the most obscure thing to do on the weekend? And what's the most interesting new walking tour? If you want to know how to make the most of Bombay, listen to the podcast by the dailypow.com. We are Pranuti, Amit, and Purva. We're your guide to what to do, see, and eat in the city. You can find new episodes of the podcast every Monday on the IVM podcast app. 
or any other podcasting app that you prefer and on the dailypower.com Welcome back guys and here we have two gentlemen apart from the two gentlemen on the show talking uh, right now uh, we have steve cooper the english coach uh, who will be a very very happy man i think celebration will be still going on uh, with this cup that they have had under 17 world cup uh, let's hear what he has to say a lot of things including the first goal that they scored at the right time and many other things the 5-2 thrashing it's a big game uh, let's hear cooper the, the feeling is i'm speechless the feeling is uh, a little bit surreal. I think it might even feel a bit better tomorrow once we actually realize what we have done. The players were fantastic all through the tournaments, the staff. Uh, in my opinion, were the winners of the tournament where we played, not goals we scored, but we conceded the football that we played, individual talent, um, team identity, and character and personality. And, you know, to be 2-0 down in a World Cup, in, in my opinion, against the run of play, Um, and to come back and win 5-2 tells you everything, everything about the character of the English players. Please. Why am I being so serious? First of all, Mr. Zalegan is one of the biggest people in India and has last time now since World Cup. Of course, do you want to dedicate this topic to anyone? And another thing is, uh, do you uh, do a whole thing? First, you bring the main strength before you slow back up how you come back in the match. This is this trophy is just uh, is a dedication is to the the good work that's being done back in England with the, the academies and the uh, the, um, the development of young players. It's it's um, dedicated to the, the work that everybody is doing at the FA. You know these players have been in the system four or five years now, not even about one, three or four years, and um, they've been on a journey. They've been on a path where there's a lot of work that's gone into them from different coaches and. Um, So for me it's 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 recognition of of where English football not just is but where it can go and where we want it to go and uh, to think that we're the holders now of the 70s and 20s world cup um is for me um pretty pretty special Steve, Steve, sometimes there's a lot of assumptions about English football you've been in Brazil you've been in Spain and you've shown that young England players are as good technically if not better than countries that are considered to be technically better than England. Yeah, and the results of the winning is amazing, but the way we've got about this tournament, the football that we've played, I think the, the um, belief um, has been, for me, um, second to none, uh, and it's showing the way we want to go. We've played like we want our England team just to play, like they are playing, not just this one, our England team play like that. Brave on the ball, they attack too well now and to come back and win 5-2 in the World Cup final. Not one long ball, you know, pass, 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 get into the areas, playing as a team. And obviously good, you know, good, good individuals step up the pitch as well. Um, this is the way we're going and, and we have a plan, a plan that can be um, used in any game and we've shown today we can do it at the very best and um, against the very best as well. So while I'm credit to Spain, uh, we've, we've had a tough two games against them, you know, the Euros and, and tonight. I have to say, um, the coach, sadly, after the game, showed me uh, enormous respect. I'd like to pay that back to him. Um, he said some really nice things, but he has an amazing team, amazing players as well. And they'll be, they'll be disappointed tonight and hurting, but when the dust settles, they, they, they should be really proud of what they're doing and, and how they've gone about their work. Congratulations. 
I'm all up on. I have yes, to say, so. I have to say, um, thank you, thank you to, to India, thank you. I have to give Kolkata a, a special mention because of the, the six out of seven games we've played in. You guys in here, um, you know, you've been uh, really complimentary and really positive about what we're trying to do. It's been an amazing experience. It's easy to say that when you're sitting up there with the trophy. But uh, honestly, and I nearly said it, and I should have said it in the press conference yesterday, uh, whatever happened today, we, we will go back much better professionals, much better England staff, England players, and build it towards the future, which is we want to know. So I'd really like to go on the record and say thank you, India, for hosting, in my opinion, a real top, top tournament in, in so many ways. Congratulations, coach. Two nil down the first 30 minutes. Do you think uh, this is the greatest comeback in the history of English football? First. And the second thing which I would ask is that uh, what was the exact team talk you delivered during the half time? Uh, it's easy to say this now. I didn't think it was a real panic. Uh, I really like, we should have scored at the first minute, was it? You know, and we were the ones that took the initiative to. Um, to, to Spain, we pressed a lot higher, we played forward a lot more. I know Spain's style is to build up the pitch and to you know, get you into areas, but um, um, well, I always thought we were in control of the game, even at 2 0 down, you know, and uh, they play some good stuff, of course they will, you know, they will play some good stuff, but we, um, you know, we stuck to our plan. The, the, the half time was really positive, very complimentary to the players. It was as good as what we played with the football without really having a little bit of a cutting edge. Um, up uh, at the top of the pitch. That was a message. Let's have a little bit more quality, boys. Make a bit of a final pass, get some shots on goal. And then we go to score four goals in the second half. So, um, you know, credit to the boys. They, they deserve um, what, they, what they're getting tonight. A little bit crazy in the dressing room, if I'm being honest. I go to congratulations. Uh, would you agree with me if, you, if I say that you beat Spain at their own game? We beat Spain playing our game. There's other such before. This is how we want to play. These players are getting brought up with the football, they're getting brought up, being part of a team. And uh, and England players will, will typify that. Uh, England teams will typify that. So um, if, if it's similar to the Spanish way, they're great because they've been successful over the years. But it's, this is us doing doing our thing our way. And you know, to do it on the bigger stage the players' career, you know, is um, so rewarding. <coughs> 
of winning World Cups and European Championships at senior, le senior level, and obviously we've had a good start with that plan. Hi, Coach. Firstly, congratulations. England and India are light years away from in terms of the standards of football and playing. But as you say, uh, as in George's Park, you're having a real conscious effort to play the way you want to. And you're putting uh, in money and uh, all the uh, resources you want to put in terms of both uh, scouting as well as the indigenous coaches. Uh, so, uh, can you tell me like uh, what kind of uh, India can take uh, from as a footballing nation from the program that England is performing right now? From the World Cup? From the World Cup, your program back? Yeah. Personally, I, I think and I hope that it's a, a legacy has been left in India for football. Because I have to say, when I came out from the drawings in July, uh, July, massive interest in football, massive um, passion for running a good tournament. Um, if, if us and other teams have, have left a good impression on kids in India, and the Indian team, let's not forget how well they did. I know results didn't go their way, but they um, they came with a lot of passion and, and I thought an identity. Then um, if, the, if a le legacy has been left by the tournament, then that can only only be good. If that's supported by investment and and, um, and interest in um, coach education and uh, facilities, then fantastic. And if we've been able to inspire some kids by coming out here, then um, and coaches, you know, and supporters, then. Um, you know, we'll 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 be satisfied with that because obviously you don't get much support in Kolkata. Not many people turn up to do this. I'm sure some kids will be in the stadium that will start kicking the ball a bit more. That that'll be good. Nice day, nice one. First of all, I thought something really positive bringing in fans to uh, cheer for. Um, do you do you worry sometimes the age that lads are uh, that sometimes uh, England and some European countries promote? footballers uh, a bit too quickly for their own good. And secondly, I'd just like to ask you to expand a bit on how the lads felt with the, it seems like the fans really took them to their hearts here, so if you can speak about that for a minute. Yeah, the, well. the, the first question is, um, young footballers in England, certainly the ones that we're bringing into, um, into our teams, in general, uh, are a credit to the generation. And sometimes they get a little bit of a, um, a tough tough stick really with um, too much too soon and attitude and things like that and of course there, there will be bits of that going on but that will be in any walk of life in any industry I generally believe um, in, the, in the academies and the work that they're doing I, I think they're not just developing good footballers I think they're developing good people giving them good experiences to, to be the, people, uh, the, the, the boys or men that they, that they become um, I, I'm really much proud of all the teams I've worked with. Obviously, these boys have a special bond with because I've them for, for two years now. But, um, but generally, I think there's a you know the, sometimes the wrong impression is made of young footballers in England. I generally think that um, it's just a generational thing. It's just an era, era that they are in. Um, but if you see how they train, how, they, um, how hard they work, um, how good the company is. You know, this group of players here, they, they come and they sit with the staff and they, and they interact with the adults, they show so much respect, we show it back. Um, we're, we're, we're like a family, you know, and um, that's, um, that should be recognised. You know, these, these, these boys have been an absolute credit to the families, to the clubs, to the schools that they've not long left, and to themselves. You know, I'm so proud of them, and for me, they typify, you know, footballers in, in, um, in this generation in England. How are they feeling now? They enjoyed, yeah, they enjoyed it moment, didn't they? So, which was, you know, excellent. And um, they deserved it. 
I don't know what they're doing now. They're in the dressing room. There's probably a dance off and uh, songs are going everywhere. But um, now they um, they showed a lot of heart. They showed a lot of heart, and um, I'm just really proud of them. Really pleased with them. And um, you know, like I said, it's a, it's still early in their careers. There's a long way to go before we and they achieve what they can. Um, but uh, I think it's important to start to look more. They enjoy this. Well, that's indeed a happy coach there, and we have another Englishman talking about the whole summing up the whole tournament. That is Sol Campbell. Uh, Sirinjit, why don't you uh, take us through uh, about yeah, your well, encounter was, with him? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a fan moment for me. I, I saw him in the semi-final match as well. Uh, so Brazil versus England. Afterwards, I managed to uh, you know get an autograph from him, and uh, then then they announced like right after the Brazil game. uh they said uh, yeah he's going to come and talk to you guys and uh, of course elated and i got to ask a question and and for some reason you know uh, due to my twisted uh, misplaced sense of humor i started by thanking him for uh, leaving tottenham and joining arsenal back in the day uh, and uh, then i asked him about uh, what india needs to do to really establish themselves as as a team that can play and compete in the world cup and just listen to his answer there Uh, so first of all, thanks for moving to Arsenal back then, and uh, uh, second, thanks for leaving Tottenham basically. Uh, second is uh, you know uh, the England coach was here the other day uh, after the semi-final, and he credited the DNA project that was launched in England uh, for a lot of the uh, technical improvement that has happened in the youth players. So you know, India also has made a debut in this uh, tournament, and uh, for us to catch up to the rest of the world is miles to make up. So. Do you, uh, you know, recommend a similar kind of project to India to go that direction? I think you know you have to start somewhere. Um, a lot of other countries have got fifty, hundred years ahead of uh, India. So you you have to say, well, what do we do to kind of catch up? And I think you are on the right path. Having a World Cup here for under seventeens, I think that's very good exposure. Also. Uh, in Kolkata, I've heard there's going to be uh, a training center. So, and I've heard from uh, there's going to be a few those around the country, and that will help. And coaches um, will definitely help. You know, if you import coaches in or have local coaches be taught by other coaches around the world, and also when you go abroad and you start watching how things are done, and so I think that's that should be happening. The more information you get. The more seriously you take football, I think that's key. I think FIFA being here, I think they're incredible. They can help a lot. So that kind of conversation should take place all the time. And you know, yes, time. It will take time. It's not going to happen overnight. So and the one big thing you've got cricket here, and that's that's pretty amazing sport here. So you've got to kind of understand that that it's here. But then there's a lot of people who enjoy football. well some great insights there this is that just sums up the whole tournament right but it also uh 
harsh facts also out there I mean, which we know it's uh, it's a long road ahead for indian football to be up there and compete among the best because we need to be the best to be out there and prove ourselves but it has been overall has been an amazing tournament i'm sure everyone uh, you know uh, whoever was glued on to their tv sets or watched got the opportunity to watch the game live had a great time uh, all of us did as well in the press box <laughs> and uh, i think it's a great initiative kudos to all the organizers aiff and everyone who did a great job in hosting this great event uh, in india it's amazing for all the fans out here so let's hope that we have a great future ahead and we march on with not just saying that hey we played a world cup because we hosted it but one day we hope we are still in that hope that one day we will qualify on our merit and play the world cup right uh, it's always a hope and a dream <laughs> which still continues uh, well that's all folks from today uh, hope you enjoyed the show we are a daily show so come back to us tomorrow we'll have lots more to talk about indian football because now the focus shifts to the big thing isl and i think that's going to happen simultaneously <laughs> so let's look at that in the coming days and that's all if you're listening to us on youtube please please do the honors like share subscribe hit the bell icon so you get updates of our new episode leave your thoughts in the comment section below let us know how we have and let us know what you think about the whole tournament going about and the future of indian football uh, you can also talk to us directly uh, charanjit oja bosanusko kevin sujimathu 94 have a great day folks so you can all you can read all the stories regarding the world cup that we've done or isl stories on our website thefanrush.com have a great day cheers was Tantrik Steve from Hansraj College Delhi performing at IIT Bombay's Mood Indigo. Just like them there's a lot of new talent and art coming out of colleges all across India but unfortunately most of this goes completely unnoticed or ignored. To fix this we started atkt.in. Hi, I'm Ankur. I'm a musician and a rapper and I found that one of the best things about being an artist myself is finding new talent. Through atkt.in Tanya my colleague who's a dancer and our whole team really is putting all of our efforts into discovering and promoting all the coolest talent that's coming out of colleges all across India and this goes up on our website our social media TV radio and of course this podcast with IVM make sure you go to our website support the talent with your likes your shares your comments all of that really matters go ahead check it out atkt.in Good evening ladies and gentlemen this is your captain speaking sorry to say but there's been a slight delay due to the apocalypse having suddenly begun as you can see there's death destruction and chaos taking place all around us but don't you worry food and drinks will be served shortly and i would recommend checking out IVM podcasts to get some of your favorite indian podcasts we'll keep you going till this whole thing blows over thank you